0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Corn Podcast. I am the great
1: and powerful Mr. E. And I am season three, Jay.
0: Woo! Season three, baby!
1: Did you guys notice anything different?
0: I, I'm sure they didn't.
1: No, probably not at all.
0: I kind of forgot. that That is the first debut of our new intro. Woo! I love it. Oh, yeah, it's great. It really is. Uh, I think my f- favorite part... It's hard to pick one really, really favorite part... But I think our complete reaction with someone stole a great white shark.
1: Someone (laughs) stole a shark. Yeah, I was really surprised. Actually,
0: Mm -hmm. like that was odd. Like that really happened in the, I believe I was a Patreon episode. So who knows? Who knows anymore? I can't remember. We've done 116 episodes on the main page, and we've done 40, 50
1: Patreon, Patreon. That many already?
0: We've been doing Patreon almost a year now.
1: Dang. Time flies So probably 40. Fun. There's
0: probably 40. We've been doing one a week for a long time.
1: Well, if that ain't incentive to get you over to our Patreon. There's half of
0: the main show.
1: There's a lot of catalog built yeah. up.
0: And the Patreon stuff, we have a lot more. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But new intro, Pear, our graphic designer, did it for us. Now, he's our audio designer also.
1: Yeah, thank you, Pear. Wonderful man, does wonderful work. We love Pear. Pear, good guy, Pear.
0: Yeah, he lives, you know, above the Arctic Circle, so he doesn't got much time to do anything else, so... Our,
1: our our best friend from Sweden. Our
0: best friend from Sweden. Another new stuff you've probably noticed. Uh, you've noticed at the end of season two, but we are already pre-recorded most of the end of season two, so we didn't get a chance to actually talk about it. But we, there's now ads on the show. And I just kind of wanted to explain how this works. We don't pick the ads. We don't have any deals with the ad company. Like, yeah. we we have a deal with a company that deals with the ads. So... Unless you hear us talking about it, you know, we don't actually endorse any of the products or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, so you can skip through them if you want. You know and just push the forward button a little bit. and
0: That's always good. Yeah,
1: I mean, yes. Uh,
0: but, yeah, so you'll notice that. We're getting better on ad placement. We're going to start putting, that like, spots for them. Yes. But right now they're kind of random.
1: It's new. We're professional podcasters.
0: But we're always learning.
1: Yes, there's always room for improvement.
0: But I just wanted to say that about the ads. We may or may not actually sponsor suggests suggest the product or you know whatever i don't know what's on there i've heard everything from i think i heard a hello fresh ad on there, a mcdonald's ad uh menard's ad
1: yeah we definitely don't endorse all of them yeah so just so you guys know
0: but if someone we're not picking those things yeah
1: if someone can suggest to us you know maybe a sponsor maybe we could reach out to or could reach out to us
0: yeah in that there so we moved on to red circle there's actually a tag if you want to sponsor the show as in like a sponsor, mm-hmm. you can click on that, like the link for that now. Mm-hmm. So we actually, yeah. If any,
1: yeah. So if anyone has a product, I would rather sponsor something that I actually like or use. Mm-hmm. That'd be much more enjoyable for me.
0: I like HelloFresh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, HelloFresh.
1: I never used it.
0: Me and Emily used to do it. Uh, we just, I don't know why we kind of stopped, but we loved them. Hmm. Uh, it's the first time I, I've ever had quinoa. Ooh, I actually liked it.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's kind of weird. But
1: and I actually liked it. I,
0: I had it. I've had it since. And I've never liked it since. Hmm. But it's always been overcooked, and it gets. I'm a big texture eater. Yeah. And when it's in a restaurant, most of the time it's sitting in a bin, so like in a big batch.
1: Yep. And they just dish it out, so it gets
0: overcooked. Mm. Not anything wrong with that, you know. That's fine. That's how I serve food here at the house, but
1: but it's not Hello Fresh.
0: It's not Hello Fresh. Hey, touch, touch. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> kiss, kiss. Uh, I have to make an apology officially. Okay. Bob, our Patreon member, pointed out that over the last two seasons, I have picked on the fifty, the 1950s and the
1: 1960s. <laughs> now, is this you personally or me too? I think it's just me. Okay. He had the
0: vendetta with me. I so saying,
1: I never had no grudge against him. Uh, where I, I
0: guess I kind of paint the image that they were all knuckle draggers. <laughs> and I want to say this, that no, most of like... Our big UFO stuff, our big UFO research, and our big uh, pyramid research before the pyramids got closed off was in the 50s and the 60s. Mm-hmm. So I do not think they were knuckle-draggers. I think my opinion or my maybe my uh, bias comes out through the old job I used to do and with fish surveys specifically. Uh, they are still doing dynamite surveys in the 60s. So they were knuckle-draggers.
1: Yeah, that's a little old
0: school. They would literally have to find, like, they did it in the Blanchard River here in Ohio, a dynamite survey in, like, 61, and they found in a mile of river there was only one bullhead. Hmm. That's not accurate. They just, the biggest chunk of fish they could ID.
1: Oh, gotcha, okay. <laughs> so they're blowing them all up. Yeah, they used a little too much dynamite on that one. Yeah, I would imagine.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that stuff. Uh, new Patreon members, so we haven't recorded, uh, like, Recorded episodes have been published, but I am recording in a couple weeks, so we have a few to add. Brandon Simmons, thank you, Brandon.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I'm gonna uh, let Jay read the rest because De- I can't
1: read, deferring to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got Carrot Goodyear, carrot carrot Yeah, that's how I always Carid. say it. Oh, Jim Whitley, we know Jim, yeah, uh, Don, uh, Brzee. I I hope I'm saying their last name. Breeze, 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 breeze. She
0: does our cups and anything like that. Uh, Some of our patron members have gotten cribs, the corn cups. That's who makes our cups.
1: I never know how to say their last name. Uh, Ash, Ash Humrick. (laughs) Hopefully, I said Humrick. Ash, Ash Humrick. Yeah, hope I got caught up on that last name. Thank you, Ash, and Cliff Anderson.
0: Yeah, thank you. I've talked to, I think, most of these people. I can't think of any of my I haven't talked to. But, yeah, thank you guys for your patronage. Uh, Patreon's awesome. We do extra episodes. We also do, like, trivia night. We do movie nights. And uh, the higher tiers have extra goodies you get with them, like, every six or eight months or so. You know, so just get on there. I'm always, we're always doing something. We give away, like, the last trivia night we did, I believe Mariah won first place, Ralph won second, and Bob won third. Congratulations. Yeah. So there's your public announcements for the Patreon stuff, so I'll shut up about it.
1: Yeah, so join in have fun. Uh, uh, if you want to support us, that's the way to do it.
0: Here's our conference list for the first half of 2023. I know that we have a lot of front of house stuff, but it's the beginning of
1: season three. Yeah. So I got a lot of stuff we got to get through. Knock it out real yeah. fast.
0: Uh, but conference list. Frogman Festival, March 4th, here in Ohio. We'll be there. And it's at the Great Wolf Lodge. In Loveland, Ohio? Uh, it's just just north of Loveland, but basically... Okay. Uh, between Dayton and Cincinnati. Gotcha. Great Wolf Lodge is where that's at. In Counterquest, uh, Hamlet, North Carolina, April first. We are speakers at this event.
1: So this is our first speaking event. Or no. It isn't? No. Like at a conference?
0: You remember when I did the fish thing? That was for
1: personal people. But
0: anyways, yeah, our first actual big speaking event. Yes, yeah, for everybody. Yep. CounterQuest, April 1st. We're going to talk about that here in a minute more specifically because we have a bigger part in that event than normal. Uh, Salt Fork, Ohio Bigfoot Conference is May 5th. That weekend, uh, it's all weekend pretty much for us. We're going in Thursday and we're leaving Sunday. Patreon members, there's if you, any of our Patreon members are coming Thursday night, I need to know because we're going to organize a hike and everything, a Bigfoot hike and all this stuff. Uh, but that's a ball. Ohio Bigfoot's a ball. and CounterQuest's a ball. Frogman's a ball. But they're all great. Uh, and then June 3rd, Small Town Monsters. So this one, if you're just wanting to meet the great and powerful mystery, this is probably one that you shouldn't go to. Other than that, this is going to be a great fun event. Yes. Uh, Emily, but- my wife, is due around that time. So we, me and Jay have made the decision together. I just made it. I just <laughs> pretend like Jay has choices. Uh, no, we made the decision, though, that he's going to go to the event still. And he's going to go with a couple of our good friends, Rachel and Sean. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run the booth for us. Yeah. All right, with Jay.
1: Yes. It's going to um, be a great time. It's so. gonna be. A,
0: it's still going to be a ball. We're kind of working out some behind-the-scenes stuff that I can be there, quote-unquote. Yes.
1: Uh, at least in spirit, maybe. Well, I'm building an AI robot and developing it in my garage. And I'm incorporating it with Justin's consciousness. So we're going to figure out how to bring that. Maybe it'll be up and running by then. We'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, you building an AI robot?
1: Yep. It'll either work great or it'll kill everybody. So
0: you are the last person that will ever build an AI robot.
1: Yeah, I got you. That. Would just I would choke it to death.
0: Yeah. Side note: We got to talk about that that evil microwave.
1: Evil microwave. That's a whole different
0: podcast, and that's a whole different thing. Okay. But write down evil microwave because that's great. It's
1: going in the notes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so the, yeah, they're all gonna be great. Uh. Anybody, I'll try to, I think all these are on the website so far. So if you go to the website, of the uh, you can go to shows and events, and it'll have links to where if you want to get a hotel for any of these or whatever or get tickets for these events, they're all on the website, uh, at least for the first half of the year. We're still hammering the second half of the year just because uh, some stuff is still being finalized with our events. We will be attending, but we don't have dates and stuff yet. Um. So I want to talk about EncounterQuest a little more. We are speaking there, but a really cool thing is happening. Uh, Jess is the co-runner of it from Broken Branch Design, uh, but they have decided that for our speaking ship, our, our proponent for the our presentation is going to be an online poll, and the poll will be in the link below. You go to the, it'll be it'll say Encounter Quest poll link below, and you click on that link. And you can vote for one of five cryptids.
1: Basically, what you want us to talk about yes. during the presentation.
0: Uh, Arkansas giant killer centipede, Trans-Alps giant salamander, uh, lidlonal Lake monster, Florida pig people, and who am I forgetting?
1: Uh, the oh, Mothman.
0: Oh, Untold Stories of Mothman. Correct. Those are your five options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, by this time, I I don't know when this episode comes out. What's winning? But before that, well, as we're recording this episode right now, Arkansas Giant Killer Centipedes winning. Which
1: I hope you guys vote for.
0: That's, I love them all. Yeah. But out of that list, Leland All holds a special place in my heart. That's true. So does the Trinity's Alps Giant Salamander. Yeah, we Florida like them Pig, all. Yeah, Florida Pick People is Jess Broken Branch Design. That's one of her favorites. Uh, the Untold Stories of Mothman, we love Sharon mm-hmm. Because there's so many stories of Mothman that don't fit. The movie narrative, right? Yeah, uh, the the cinematic nature of Mothman in the modern day,
1: which is the majority of you know kind of what people think of in their heads of the Mothman. Yeah,
0: but there's tons of like really cool encounters with Mothman that we mm-hmm. can really get into, mm-hmm. and then uh, what was the last one? I forget. I keep forgetting. You named them all. No, I'm missing one. Mothman. Oh, Arkansas giant killer centipede. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: just get, didn't go over
0: it. That. That's a giant killer centipede seen in Arkansas. When I say giant, I mean Arthur
1: sized, big. Big, big boy, huge, huge, huge.
0: But yeah, so please go below vote. Even if you're not going to the event, please go
1: vote. Yes, please vote. You I would like to see like to vote.
0: I, I mean, I don't care if you're in Australia. If you're in England,
1: our democracy depends on it.
0: Yeah, but I want to see this poll hit like fifty thousand votes.
1: That'd be neat. That'd be neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, share share the vote. If yeah, after, share it. I don't care. After you vote, you know. Me link. that link, share it on Facebook, you know, spread it around.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, this is great. I hope you guys are still enjoying the show after all this time. We've produced so many hours of content. I hope you like it. But speaking of which, we have already started setting up more cross-promotion for the show. So this show this year we're really focusing on growth for the show. One of the best ways podcasts grow is is doing cross promotion kind of stuff with other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right now, behind the scenes, we're already working with a couple Australian podcasts. Uh, we have a a pretty decent sized following in Australia, so we're trying to grow that specifically. But we don't want to forget the other countries. We're in like sixty five countries or something, like sixty seven countries. Romania. Yeah, we just seen that pop up. The uh, that was on the website. They were on the website from Romania. Yeah, but if you have a podcast in your home country or even in the U.S that you would think the crypts of the Corn would do a really good cross show with, please let us know. Email, Instagram, Facebook, any of that stuff, you know. Please send us that show.
1: And we'll reach out to them. And if
0: you run a show, let us know. Yeah. We're pretty easy to get along with. Uh, I always say I'd like to listen to two or three episodes before I agree to anything, and that's just to make sure there's no unsavory bits that's like, I don't care if you're swearing or nothing. That's not what I'm talking about. Everybody at home can kind of get what I'm talking about.
1: Just make sure we mesh.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so please reach out to us. We'd love, like, it's, it's how we both grow. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. You get to come on our show and, you know, grow your own show. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Crypt of the Corn LLC is actually ex- expanding into a network. So roughly this week on Crips of the Corn you should see on the Crucicor Network, you should see a couple new shows pop up. Some are done by our friends that we're hosting for them. Some are done by us. Mm-hmm. So those are things to keep watching out for. If they are fully published by the time this episode comes out, the link will be in the description below. Correct. Uh, I can spoil the name of one of them right here, right now. Ooh, do it. Freaky Fauna Fridays.
1: F-F-F.
0: Yes. So that episode is all about, uh, It's it's mostly under 20 minutes, you know, between 10 and 20 minutes. It's, Highlighting one species of freaky animal on the planet every Friday, it comes out. Uh, it's great. You know, it's just
1: fun. It's, it's easy going. A, it's a quick dose of science yep. about a fun animal that. Yep. It's just taking a little
0: snippet from this, this part of the show you guys love so much mm-hmm. and putting it out there
1: and highlighting it. Yes.
0: Uh, live shows. So we have the live show April 22nd, Post Town Elementary. That is in Middletown, Ohio, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Tickets are in the link below. You just go to live show tickets. Mm-hmm. Who's hosting that with us? Hillbilly Horror Stories. Yeah, and Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn's going to be
1: our MC. Oh, Gwendolyn Guthrie, our mm-hmm. MC. That's going to be awesome. She's
0: a fun. She's so much fun. Yeah, you guys have seen her on TV and stuff like that. Hillbilly Horror Sto- Stories is a great giant podcast too. Uh, we love them all. So it's going to be just a fun night. And if you guys come, we'll be drinking at the bar after. Oh yeah. So come on out. It'll be great. Uh, I think that's it for that part of it. Now, for our new reviews, we have one five-star review. So remember, if you want to hear your five-star review read on the show, make sure it's five stars. Five stars are nothing, but we read any appropriate five-star review. And they're still taking me on that word that I'll read it (laughs) because I don't know what this title is, and it comes up a couple times in the thing, so I hope it's nothing inappropriate.
1: Yeah, hopefully. They might be setting you up. Kilt we alls, kilt we all.
0: It's the word kilt. Com or dash we dash alls, kilt we alls, kilt we alls. And then it says one of the best cryptid podcasts. They have a serious credibility because one of their hosts is an actual biologist I'm talking about you, Jay. Yeah, real or real examples that are real explanations that make scientific sense. So grab your kilt or alls and enjoy the ride. You should look into the St. Clair uh, Saint Clair County, Michigan Bigfoot signing that damaged a local barn. Detroit News did an article on it. Um, and that's by R.K. Oakley. R.K. Oakley, we will be looking into that. Absolutely. Um, I actually looked into it a little bit. and I think we could do a, almost a full episode on it. Nice. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we like your guys' suggestions too. Tell, let us know what you want to hear about. We'll talk about it.
0: Yep. Uh, so... Okay.
2: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: So this episode topic has been asked for probably 85 billion times. Yeah. For us.
1: Since we started.
0: At least, I think like week eight of running the podcast, somebody sent this to us. This is a big hitter. This is a really, really... Weird, convoluted story that I believe 100% happens, but we're going to have our friends actually introduce uh, what cryptid we're going to talk about tonight. Are you ready, Jay?
1: I was born ready.
0: Introduce our our quick guest.
1: You want me to? Oh, this is from, and all rights reserved to, Phineas and Ferb. All right, here we go. Searching for
2: a beast of yore with a long neck and a tail Everywhere we look we lose on this long and dusty trail We're westward ho because the ranchers know something isn't right Their goats are being snatched away in the darkness of the night Chupacabra, Chupacabra, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. We'll just jump the wire Chupacabra, Chupacabra, Chupacabra. starting to perspire Chupacara, Chupacara! I'm not usually a crier, but isn't that... The Good vampire? Possies and gangs have tried to hunt and flush it from its lair But not till now have a gang of kids pursued it from the air Cowboys tried to trap and trick it with just about everything But no one's ever tried to lure it with a parade on the string
1: Fully on The Chupacabra.
0: Specifically, the Puerto Rican Chupacabra.
1: Which is the original guy, right? Yes, and I'm just going to put this at the top.
0: This storyline is crazy.
1: Does it jump a lot of timelines?
0: Yes. We're going to jump all over history. Okay. Uh, The main year we're going to be talking about, we'll get into that in a minute, but it's 1995, the year I was born. Hmm. Uh, But we're going to go back to like 59, 88. It's like, this is a weird story. Okay. With a lot of angles and Nick Nick Redfern, we've used his articles before he's a great paranormal cryptid investigator. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the big guys in the field still to this day. Uh, you're going to hear his name about 150 times but everybody that has an angle wants the chupacabra to fit their angle. Okay. The, specifically, the Puerto Rican chupacabra. Uh, and I want to say this right now. The U.S. chupacabra, the continental U.S. chupacabra and the Puerto Rican chupacabra are not the same thing. Okay. It is the same name,
1: but but
0: completely different cryptids.
1: Yes, I was going to say. One okay. is a purple dog. Which is the continental? Yes. Okay.
0: And one is a reptile-like creature, goblin, with sharp quills, feathers, green skin. Yeah. Yeah. So, a basic, real quick description of the Puerto Rican chupacabra is, you know, three to four foot tall when it stands up on its hind legs, but most of the time it's walking. A lot of people report that it's uh, either smooth or scaly skin, green or gray, big, big black eyes hmm. that glow red in the dark.
1: Okay, not good.
0: And it has a, a run of quills or feathers down its back that go into a slit on its back and it can actually stand them up. And that may sound weird, but there's plenty of animals on this planet that do that. Yep. Uh, actually, tuna, I know that's a, a fish, but tuna can chuck, tuck their hard spines of their uh, dorsal fin completely into their body. Did and not know that. It up. Like, it, you can't see it from the
1: outside. Why would they do that?
0: For uh, aerodynamics. Okay. Basically, they are such, anyways, for tuna, they are such open water fish that they go such long distances without food. They have to be able to get every, you know, every little benefit they can right so that's one benefit is reducing drag
1: Hmm. interesting did not know that
0: so yeah i'm just saying animals tucking stuff in and opening it up is not an unknown thing okay uh but puerto rico is a very very friendly people uh you're gonna hear a lot great food yeah everything about puerto rico is fun Mm -hmm. but if you go into the jungle you will die (laughs) we're going to talk about the LUNK national forest It is the only, well, we'll hear this again in about an hour, it is the only U.S. national forest that is a tropical rainforest.
1: Oh, okay, fun fact. Puerto Rico
0: is ran by the U.S.
1: It's, yes. Governed,
0: whatever you want to call it. It's a U.S. territory. Yeah, it's a U.S. territory Mm -hmm. where they have their own independence, but the U.S. does stipulate stuff they can do.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's technically owned by the U.S. It's a state. It's basically a state. Yes. Everybody at
0: home. That's the easiest way I could describe it from looking into it. Mm-hmm. It's a state without a without a star on the flag.
1: Yeah, they just don't want to add. They don't want to add. to I never get it why. Cause it's a great
0: st- it's a great country. Because fifty is such an even number. But it'd be a
1: great state. Yeah, but then you'd have to redesign. Yeah, add another star to the flag. It just complicates things. So it's just. It territory. can just share
0: the star with North Dakota.
1: It wouldn't. They won't allow it.
0: North Dakota wouldn't mind. I'm
1: pretty sure they wouldn't. They seem like a we nice. Have a couple, we have a couple. We have a
0: couple listeners from North Dakota.
1: I'm sure you guys wouldn't mind. Yeah, you'll take Puerto Rico. Yeah, we're the Puerto
0: Rican sister state.
1: Wait till they eat their food. Then they'll they'll accept it.
0: I don't know. It's hard to get any more Midwest than North Dakota. (laughs) It's true. Midwest people are kind of avert to spice.
1: It's uh, it's just good stuff. It's (laughs) good stuff. So am I.
0: (laughs) But Puerto Rico is known for the land of dogs also.
1: Ooh, okay. There are
0: literally thousands if not hundreds of thousands of wild dogs
1: just roaming around
0: yeah and that's important for the story later on okay but like everybody knows like the beach dogs they literally call them beach dogs Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also jungle dogs and stuff like that so the jungle dogs are known for being very very aggressive the beach dogs are known for being very 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 friendly Hmm. but like literally you can tell like i was watching videos of people that live in puerto rico that were explaining like oh don't pet that dog but you can pet that dog. Yeah. Like just their whole demeanor and stuff like that.
1: It's a beach dog, that's a jungle dog. Yeah. It's like people. You know, guys that live, live out guys, people that live out on the beach. Pretty chill. The ones that live know. in the jungle, you don't want to run into.
0: Uh but the name of Chupacabra showed up in nineteen ninety five, like I said earlier. Uh but vampire like things have been happening in Puerto Rico for a long time.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: The the most of this episode I have a lot of Of the cases, but most of this episode is going to be explanations. Okay. Because there's a lot of them.
1: A lot of explanations or a lot of stories?
0: A lot of, well, a lot of explanations. A lot of stories, too, but, like, so let's get the first one. Well, the first kind of grouping I have. Mm -hmm. So the Chupacabra was first reported in Puerto Rico in the months of March 1995. An attack occurred where eight individual sheep were discovered dead. Each of these animals had a total of three unique puncture wounds in the area around their chest. Most our most iconic characteristic was a mass or was a puncture wound in the area. Oh, sorry. I'm already messed up. My reading <laughs> was a puncture wound around the area of the chest. So yeah, that's what it's saying. The most uh, Com- our, common. Yeah. Is this big puncture? Uh, each of the animals a total, man, I'm re- rereading the same sentence eight times. Oh, cause I'm not, it's copied in the paragraph twice. There you go. I'm not having a stroke.
1: <laughs> I thought you were for I'm a second. Like,
0: I'm like, I'm looking. I went down sentences and I'm looking down. I'm like, it's the same same thing. I rewrote the same sentence
1: twice. There we go.
0: <laughs> okay, so apparently it's as if they were. It appears if they were completely drained of blood, which we're going to talk about later. None of these animals were completely drained of blood.
1: What, like partially, or what? We'll talk about it. Okay. There's
0: no such thing as completely drained of blood in the the Puerto Rican chupacabra cases. Okay. Uh, so yeah though there were only small traces of blood amounts left in the animals is what they said after the necropsies uh, five months later there was another event at this time with more bloodshed and then in august of 1995 as many as 150 farm animals and pets were killed by a mysterious predator prowling puerto rico town of Conavirus, just to keep the sheep or just like the sheep incident in march the animals were said to have been drained completely of blood with small puncture wounds around the chest or the neck. Hmm, okay. And it heavily depends on the animal. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of chickens and stuff like that, but they you know, they get bit on the neck. Uh, birds almost always get bit in the neck. You know, Almost the mammals always get bit on the chest trying to get at the heart. Hmm, okay. And that could be to kill quick or whatever. It don't matter.
1: It was strategic, whatever it was. Yeah. It was doing it to kill.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're, first one we're going to talk about is Madeline Tortino. She witnessed a creature that was roughly around three feet tall, uh, hopped on its back legs like a kangaroo, large black eyes, long, thin fingers, long, thin arms, and a line of feathers running down its back. But another witness to the same creature said that the feathers were actually sharp quills. So she just kind of seen this thing. So she's walking around, and it kind of pops up on its hind legs after she sees it. It's walking on all fours normally, though. Yeah. And it pops up on its hind legs. This big, almost frogman reptilian ish head and face. You ever mm-hmm. seen the Sleestacks stacks from the new Land of Lost? I don't think so. Big black eyes, reptile heads. That's okay. what this thing sounds like to me.
1: Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, slee stacks. Aren't they like living in the caves or underground or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So those are Sleestacks. stacks. Okay, that's what it seems like. It really seems like a, a whole time in my head. The that. mini image is a little Sleestack,
1: stack, soft, like a baby. Soft disclosure.
0: Uh, I mean maybe a lot of frogs have big black eyes right but but so it it goes on her and then she says the the feathers rose up as a defensive posture so think of like the the hairs on the back of a dog's neck getting making themselves look bigger uh birds do that too they puff out their feathers to see like hey and then it took off
1: gotcha okay
0: so it was scared of her and that's gonna be a really common thread okay that they don't really mess with people but they'll mess up your chickens
1: yeah, it knows it can handle them. It's bigger than mm-hmm. chicken.
0: So a farmer named Jorge is going to be our next guy. So Madeline was the one in August. Jorge was like a couple weeks after. Okay. Uh, he raised roosters for cockfighting. And that's legal in Puerto Rico. And this industry in Puerto Rico actually does over $100 million a year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and Puerto Rico is a really weird country because it's a land of really, really poor in really, really rich. Yes, there's no in between. There's no middle class. hmm Uh, but yeah, so cockfighting is one thing a really poor person could do and gain some money relatively quickly.
1: Dang, it's so brutal.
0: Oh yeah, I never. It's uh, illegal here
1: for a reason. Yeah,
0: because it's just horrid for the animals. But yeah, we had it happen on the farm on accident. You know, oh just, yeah, and we'd have roosters that lived with each other for years. And then all of a sudden they snap. And it's most of the time it's it's like. It's just weird. It's just weird when they do it. If like a new hen gets in do- introduced or something like that, it just they're fighting
1: over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so he raised uh roosters for cockfighting. So I'm just going to tell you how this story went. He's sleeping one night and he hears uh all of his all of his roosters in his barn going nuts. And he goes back to bed. The reason he goes back to bed is chickens freak out at whatever. Yeah. Like it don't take much. I literally, when we had all all kinds of chickens. We had them go nuts after one of them seen their own shadow, <laughs> and they wouldn't shut up for two hours. Yeah. So this guy has hundreds and hundreds of chickens, so he's had this happen before and not had any problems after. So that's one thing I've seen people talking about. Like, if these were his prized animals and everything, why didn't he go out and investigate and stuff? They're chickens. Yeah, literally. They freak out at everything. Yeah, exactly. I get it. If, to a non-chicken person, like, this horses or something like that? You know, I get that. You go out and investigate your horse, freaking out out, whatever. These are chickens. Literally, if one of the chickens moved at night, the other chickens like,
1: yes. a little different.
0: Uh, Yeah. So he woke up the next morning to go check on his birds. They were all dead. Uh, two puncture wounds. And th- these birds are kept in individual little cages. All of them? Almost every bird on his property was dead. Dang, okay. And they said it was completely drained of blood. Uh, but they had these two puncture wounds on the, on the, on, around the neck. Uh, the animals were not tore apart, and that's going to come into later when we start talking about wild dogs. Uh, okay. But wild dogs, pretty much whenever they kill something, it's ribbons.
1: And shred it. Yeah, they'll shake it, and yeah. feathers will be everywhere. Uh,
0: And then the other predators take it with them. Yeah. It's weird. Like, the meat was all left in these cases. But... The animals were all dead, and the weirdest thing for him was there was only one hole to get into the barn through a fence, but the rest of them almost looked like you had to to open to get into the cages. There was no sign of the cages being broken besides a couple of them. Yeah. But, like, 80% of the cages were were opened.
1: Mm, By him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, I think of a dog, like, I I think it was just a simple latch. Yeah. So it could be a dog or a raccoon could figure it out or whatever, Mm -hmm. but there was one cage that got relatively nasty, uh, from him trying to break into it, the creature trying to break into it. And it did break into it. And there was actually feathers in that bird, like feathers everywhere. Uh, so there was a struggle. Yeah, probably because it was sitting there shaking the front of the cage. Yeah, and that bird is freaking like, out. Yeah. The other birds were probably asleep when they got in there. Uh, but they they did get saliva on those feathers, and they sent them off to the DNA analysis, and it waited too long. It sat in customs somewhere, mm-hmm. and then by the time it got to the U.S., it was like so degraded. There was nothing there. There's nothing. I mean, you dang weren't... it! What are you gonna do?
1: I don't know. I was hoping there'd be like they also
0: found tufts of fur, from the creature, Ooh. get caught in the fence. Okay, long coarse fur, and he gave those to a cop to get him analyzed, and the cop disappeared. Interesting. And they went down to the local police department, and that cop didn't work for them.
1: Oh, okay. That's even more interesting. Yeah. Was the cop even a? Hmm. It could have been a. Sh- a shill, not a shill cop, an undercover government agent.
0: The men in black do get involved with this story. Mm, okay, uh, with El Yunke National Rainforest. Okay, but so. Okay.
1: No, I mean, I was. Did, I wasn't ready to hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, just completely dead. Uh, this guy was distraught. I mean, it pretty much ruined his business.
1: Well, yeah, you would. <laughs> you think. Yeah.
0: Another couple weeks later. Uh, this comes from Nick Redfern's uh, interview with this gentleman, a very, very wealthy farmer of the area. Uh, he had, uh, he raised peacocks. Okay. All kinds of these gorgeous ivory peacocks and stuff like that. Most of these birds were, you know, in the U.S. a couple grand each, if not more. Um, he came in one day and four of his prized peacocks were dead.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, holes on the neck, but something different this time also. They had the back of their skull bitten off. Mm. All four
1: birds. Were their brains still inside? It doesn't say. Okay, okay.
0: This is an interview that happened in 1997. Okay. Uh, Nick Redfern was a much younger man then. I, we should get him on the show. That'd be sweet. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. He's researched about everything there is to research.
1: Sounds like our kind of guy. Yeah.
0: But So he's talking to this rich farmer. So the rich farmer gets a gun, and he's going to wait in the barn with the lights off for whatever creature has killed his prized peacocks because he's still got more peacocks. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be bad, bro. Yeah. He didn't patch up the hole in the fence. It got into the barn, just like the chicken farmer. It made one hole to get into the barn and then worked kind of quietly and smartly. Mm, Okay. So he's sitting there, and it comes this four-foot-long black shadow starts pushing its way through the hole. And he's got the gun ready, and then it gets in and it looks at him, and it has glowing red eyes. Okay. And he turns on the flashlight, and this creature stands up, green skin, big quills, this giant flat face, giant... So now the eyes are black. Once he turns on the light, the eyes go black. So from red to black. Yeah. Okay. So they're black glowing in the dark, but then it goes to red. Or red Sorry, black. red glow in the dark, and then it goes to black. Yes, it's your dyslexia. Yeah, it is. And it looks at him and goes... <laughs> And sticks his tongue out, freaks him out. He doesn't shoot because he's pretty much all struck. Yeah. And then it gets back down on all fours, goes back out the hole, and takes off, mm. leaves him alone.
1: Dang! I wish he could have got a shot off.
0: But that's kind of a common theme: is this thing don't want to mess with people.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, oh, I am having thoughts already. <laughs>
0: so I know what this is. Do
1: you? Probably.
0: Write it down. Let's see. You got it. the Loch Ness Monster one right. <laughs> Uh, no, so 2004 uh, Illusion Park is kind of the last or most recent famous Puerto Rican chupacabra attack. And this is the one where a petting zoo had kind of not got broken to. Basically a whole bunch of dead goats. Uh, I think 13 animals in total. Two of the animals were gutted and one of the animals was completely eviscerated almost mm. cut in half shredded yeah just shredded okay but they all had puncture wounds
1: on their neck mm. it's 2004 so some whatever it is is biting on the necks and killing these things
0: some but there was no sign of in and they had the petting zoo had very tall walls so it was inside of an actual zoo okay so they think it may have been people but they found no foot tracks of any animal or person and no signs of in. it's a very weird case
1: oh okay Hmm. Oh, you think it can fly or something? Yeah, that's what I was guessing right now. Mm. Like a bird come in and its talons are the puncture wounds on its neck. Like it came in and just slammed this thing in the neck with big old talons. Hmm. Is that is that on your list? No. Yeah. No. Is it plausible? Yeah, anything's po- anything's possible. Anything's possible. I mean, is is that something that could create those puncture wounds? So oh, yeah, sure. Birds do that?
0: Yeah. Let me finish the nineteen ninety five stuff. So the nineteen ninety five stuff was crazy. Uh, all kinds of stuff. And this is kind of the misnomer is the Puerto Rican chupacabra started in 95. Yeah, that's really recent. The word chupacabra started in 95, but by 98, it was on backpacks. It was in movies. It was in TV shows. Ooh, it okay. took on, the, the image of the chupacabra took on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, but that year, it killed almost 350 farm animals, or it had been accredited mm. to kill almost 350 farm animals. Most of these animals were birds, chickens, peacocks, turkeys, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And but pigs, sheep,s goats were, were among the targets. Yeah, they were coming up. The too. goats were the most famous thing. Uh, most people in Puerto Rico get their milk and stuff from goats. Not a mm. lot of cattle. Okay. Uh, island life. Goats are a lot better. I love goats. I rather have goat milk than cow milk. Yeah. Uh, so goats. I think why the goat name stuck because chupacabra literally means goat sucker.
1: It's gonna be funny.
0: Yeah. But why the name stuck, or why why the goat thing was so important, is because the goat was much more important to the everyday life than the chicken or the pig was. Mm-hmm. The pig is only butchered once. Or the rooster. Or the rooster, yeah. yeah. But any of it. It just, yeah, we can't do the joke on here. Oh, okay. We'll do it on a Patreon. Okay. But it's just the name, it literally killed mostly chickens and birds, like a lot of birds out of those farms. Uh,. But a couple pigs, like it killed more pigs than it did goats. But the goats are just more financially important yes. to the to the poorer people than anything else.
1: They're they're a bigger part of the culture. So yeah. have them when they go, when they do eat. It's killed, like a dog. Yeah.
0: I mean it's not, not necessarily but it's a very important socioeconomic thing for your household mm-hmm. is the goat. Mm-hmm. Your milk, your cheese, your butter. All comes from that animal.
1: I don't know why I just thought of you ever seen Don't Mess with the Zohan? Yes. My goat.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. See? Yeah. Completely different country, but.
1: I know, but it just made me think of him, but yeah, see, it's important to people.
0: So, now we're going to start time traveling.
1: Okay. So, I just didn't realize, though, this all started in 95. Yeah. That's The year I was born. born. That's nuts.
0: There was a chupacabra murder, or attack on my birth. Oh. I you... am the chupacabra. Yes. Sounds like it. But Except they started killing two months before I was born.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe you're the spirit of what was killed. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it embodied you.
0: And I don't want to spoil too much stuff, but one of your favorite cryptids that I did not tell you before recording. I told you a lot of stuff before recording. Okay. But one of your favorite cryptids makes a return in this episode.
1: Ooh, I can't wait to hear it.
0: Mm, it's not the Men in
1: Black. Yeah, I don't like them. They're not my favorite. They can suck it, for all I care.
0: But I have a little article to read. I've tried not to read as much of this episode, but I have a little article to read by Nick Redfern about the po- or the pre-1995 stuff.
1: pre ninety five. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, this by Nick Redfern. In September of 1959, a groundbreaking paper was published by uh, a scientific journal, Nature. The scientific journal, Nature. Its title was Searching for the Interstellar Communications. The author was two phys- physicists, Philip Morris and Galuhis we were both of Cornell University. In essence, the paper was the study of how microwaves might have successfully used to seek alien intelligence in other parts of the universe. It had a great effect on Frank Drake, the man who, after having carefully read the report, embarked on his life career in searching for, the universe for aliens. Drake began his work in West Virginia based at a Green Bank National Radio uh, Astronomy Observation, or Observatory. He was, without a doubt, a star of the search for interstellar life. Uh, or he was, without a doubt, the star of the search for interstellar life, SETI.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: conferences that were held at the observatory on October 1961, Drake ultimately gravitated towards Puerto Rico. Home of the Araco Radio Telescope. That's that big one you see in the mountains.
1: Yeah. Is that the one that, uh, oh, in the mountains? Yeah. Is that, that whole
0: valley got turned into a radio dish.
1: Is that the one they used in James Bond Goldeneye, the final scene?
0: Maybe. It may be. Uh, but yeah, that's that gigantic one you see. Always, everybody thinks it's in the Amazon. Okay, yeah. It's not. It's in Puerto Rico.
1: Hmm. American territory.
0: Oh, yeah. Where else would it be?
1: Uh, I don't know. The other one's in Hawaii. Oh, God! yeah, the big one. Yeah.
0: Uh, this one may be bigger than the one in Hawaii, but the one in Hawaii is in a better location now.
1: Okay. Because it's on top of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And there's no, almost no stuff interfering with it. Uh, so yeah, he, he actually became the director of that telescope.
1: I think that is the one from James Bond. I'm almost 100% certain it is. So James Bond, 007, Goldeneye, uh, when, uh, he fights 006 at the very end of the movie. And they fall from that satellite, and it falls on. That's this one we're talking about.
0: Yep. So uh, Nick Redfern states Puerto Rico has an amazing UK rainforest. Midway th- or midway through the sixties, something d- or decided or something decidedly strange happened at the telescope. Some or something that may have well directed bearing upon the Chupacabra phenomenon. A guard reporter one day seeing a a curious character roaming around the edge of the installation what made the man if it was a man so curious was his attire a long black coat the guard apparently had his own idea of what he was seeing one of the undead a vampire the reports of the affair were prepared for drake's attention that was far from the end of the matter however 48 hours after seeing or after the sighting drake said i was re- i really was focused or forced to look into it because a cow was found dead nearby on the farm. It's blood completely drained from its body. Basically, I'm going to sum this up for you for the 19, uh, well now we're in the 1960s. A lot of vampire attacks started happening around this telescope.
1: Vampire attacks.
0: Yeah. Like cows. Okay. Being drained of blood. Now and we're- there were necropsies on these cows. There were published net on these cows. They were like 60% missing blood. Really? It, and it's crazy to get that much blood out of an animal.
1: Yeah. And you said something about earlier, like, they weren't drained of blood. Is it you're saying just completely, but there was right.
0: blood? Yeah, when they say it was completely drained of blood. Now, uh, there could be a large quantities of blood missing, but it's almost impossible to drain right, right. an animal completely. Dry, yeah. It, most but. of the time when an animal dies, all the blood settles to one side of the body. Okay. So if you're doing a net crop, so you cut that side first to see if there's a bunch of coagulated blood. Gotcha. But no, this bunch of cows and stuff, this mm. vampire-like figure was being seen. Uh, Stocking the telescope,
1: that is weird. Okay,
0: Men in Black ish, Alien ish, and oh gosh, aliens make a comeback in this that story, big time.
1: Okay, is that the encrypted you were talking about? No. Okay, Dang this I'm telling
0: you, this story is all over the place. Yeah. I know I didn't focus a lot on the first Chupacabra sightings because it's a lot bigger than
1: that. So it it did start before. So the name Chupacabra started started ninety
0: five. The creature
1: beforehand,
0: blood sucking is not. Uncommon to Puerto Rico.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Uh, so let's move on to 1975. There was a creature that became known as the Morocco Vampire surfaced. Uh, Nick Redfern was searching for the chup- or slash Vampire Morocco, noted for its fruit industry and cattle farming. Morocco is a cool place filled with old atmospheric buildings, surrounding by amazing forested land and green hills. The municipality was back in the night or yeah, the municipality was back in the mid 1970s home for something else too the Moroccan vampire. Not Morocco, the country, Morocco, Morocco the state, or the, the town.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like the little instrument.
0: It may be named after it. But, okay. Uh, it was the most apt title for the creature because it was a brief havoc and mayhem it caused in March of 1975. Pigs, goats, chickens, geese, cows, and even pets were found violently slaughtered, specifically in the borough or suburb of Morocco. I know this, As not just the guy on the crew, but numerous locals in Morocco itself, too. They were happy to reveal all during the course of my first expedition to the island. This is Redfern talking. Mm. Uh, The bodies of these dead animals were found quickly collected by the authorities and subjugated to necropsies, which had saved all the, which said to have all demonstrated at least some point of blood draining and notable amounts of blood missing. Uh, The people in the area hardly surprised were plunged into a state of fear and anxiety. Children were kept indoors at night. Armed police patrolled the streets after sunset. Matters came to a horrifying co- or climax when the monster turned its attention away from animals towards a human population. Thankfully, the beast left its island animals alone after this. Hmm. Um. So there's a really good chance this was Santa Maria. What do you mean? these were people practicing the religion of santa maria
1: oh okay
0: not an actual creature
1: okay but it started it all started along when the when that satellite though got put in installed right no this is a different
0: area of the island 1975 so you're that was me talking you're talking about the previous thing with 1960
1: oh yeah yeah well i meant like the sighting started after the satellite was up and running correct
0: Of that of the mysterious cloaked vampire. This is a different vampire in Puerto Rico. Gotcha. Okay. Whole different side of the island.
1: Now I understand.
0: Uh, But yeah, like a lot of farm animals, and then it attacked a couple people.
1: Hmm. So they so it sounds like if it was the Santa Maria practicing folk, they graduated from animals to humans. Does that make sense?
0: Well, let's just hold on to that. Because okay. the Santa Maria, I really want to talk about Santa Maria a little bit later. Okay. Uh, because I really hate when people blame any religion for anything.
1: Like cult stuff? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there's documentation that there was some stuff really involving Santa Maria with these cases.
1: Oh, okay. Well, do you want to do the first sighting first? Because I have an explanation. For, or I know a... I have a, some thoughts on that. Okay, before I move on. Yes.
0: Okay, because the next is a whole UFO angle.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, first sighting,
0: which one are you talking about? So, the lady just seeing the creature, no,
1: the one from 1960. You know, oh, the vampire the around vampire the satellite, yes. Yeah. So, okay. I think I've talked about it in the show before the movie Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. You've seen it, right? Yeah, the dark overlords. Mm. So, they're pulling down these creatures from a different dimension through this giant, like, telescope, satellite dish, tractor beam thing. What if that's, like, some sort of you kind of soft disclosure? If you look up this satellite, if you don't know what we're talking about, the one from James Bond, this thing is so huge and you, massive. You
0: keep calling it a satellite. It's a telescope.
1: Telescope, sorry. It looks – it's just shaped like a satellite because right, it's, it's got that big dome-like shape, you know. Sorry. It's definitely a telescope, but it's, like, a weird
0: – It's a radio telescope. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like different. In, you, satellite dish is yeah, what you're saying it's shaped like.
1: Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Satellite dish shape – dish dish. It's Sheep. a it's a mountain. Yeah, it's a big valley, but it's huge. It's so big. I'm I I don't know. I'm just saying it could be used for other things than what they're saying, or maybe the radio waves are drawing in things from different dimensions They're trying to pull open.
0: Let's say you're right. It could be definitely used as like let's say a transmitter. Yeah, and not some, just a receiver.
1: And someone's like riding the waves of this transmitter, or just knows where to go, or that too. Yeah, it
0: may just like be coordinates. Like if you have a transmitter, it's producing coordinates, mm-hmm. a,
1: a spot, a beacon. Like come here. Mm-hmm. It's drawing these things in. Or yeah, it's just like an Howard the Duck. There you go. And they accidentally grab a vampire. Whatever these things are, yeah, something from a different dimension. And or getting sucked right here.
0: Or is it the reptilian overlords just keeping a watch and grabbing a snack as they're keeping the watch?
1: Or so they're the ones. What do you mean keeping watch?
0: That making sure we don't find anything with SETI.
1: Oh, okay. So they're like monitoring it. Mm
0: -hmm. And they get hungry.
1: Oh, for sure. Get a cow. Just hang out in the woods here. Mm -hmm. This rainforest that no one's in.
0: Oh gosh, we we have a whole thing to talk about the rainforest. Don't believe me. The rainforest is very important for this story. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But that's that was my first thought about that. Like it's this this satellite shaped dish shaped telescope is. Is crazy big. It's crazy big, and they just started. And they in the sixties was a weird time. They were doing a lot of weird experiments. Yeah, everywhere. So who knows what they were actually? But up the
0: sixties were not knuckle draggers.
1: Correct, correct. They were not. Just unless they were taught to- taught to be. <laughs> they
0: were just they were trying everything.
1: Yes, experimental age, which is good. That's how you learn new things.
0: Yeah. So definitely, it's really weird with the satellite. Yeah. Now you got me calling the satellite. satellite dish. Telescope. telescope. Yeah. It's a telescope. It's a radio telescope.
1: But it's a giant satellite dish. Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: That's what a radio telescope is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just so you're in your mind's eye, you can picture it. Or just Google it. Look it up. Puerto Rican Giant Telescope. It's there. Just look it up.
0: So let's go a completely different angle in a completely different time on the same island of Puerto Rico. Okay. I'm going to start calling Puerto Rico Tropical Ohio.
1: Oh, I like it. Because everything happens there. I like it. Okay. It's,
0: it, but it's, this is going to be really reminiscent of the Mothman, that the Mothman may not have been the most exciting thing happening, but a byproduct. Yeah. So, the UFO angle. The UFO was sighted by around 30 witnesses in the area that, of a possible crash. The rumor of the craft full of creatures resembling chupacabras popped up. And this is, once again, in 1985. Okay. Uh, Nick Redfern talked to a bunch of these witnesses. All these witnesses were saying, yeah, in this area in LUNK National Forest, this this, uh, big white disc, glowing, crashed. It was kind of billowing smoke. And it Mm. was literally jam-packed full of three-foot-tall, big black-eyed reptile-like creatures. Hmm. And when it crashed, they just poured out of the thing and took off.
1: Interesting.
0: Now, could this have just been a bunch of locals screwing with the British-speaking man from Texas,
1: okay, could be
0: asking too many questions about chupacabras.
1: Yeah, I mean, always a possibility.
0: Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're definitely. I could definitely see a bunch of guys sitting there drinking their beer. This British, this British accent Texan is like asking so many questions about chupacabras. Like, what have we had? a oh, full crash? And they poured out into the rainforest. He's writing it down. Like, a like
1: a like a, you know, just a madman. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, he's buying this. Tell some something else. Yeah, I keep calling you gone. And what we had flying vampires. Yeah. And a whale. They all just chime in. Yeah.
0: But no. Uh, I don't know why is, they sound like that. <laughs> this is actually uh, corro- corroborated. I can't talk at all. Corroborated by MUFON. Okay. They have over half a dozen UFO. Uh, crash reports in this area of this time frame. Interesting. Um, and there's a high-ranking. So this is a MUFON report, and I don't, I don't want a MUFON membership, so I can only get articles talking about the MUFON report. Okay. So this is third-hand stuff, but there's apparently a high-ranking U.S. military officer who wish, wishes to remain nameless, who said he was there, a part of the recovery team for the 1985 crash in L.U.K. National Rainforest in Puerto Rico. Hmm. He said that this the, cra- uh, the ship crashed a whole bunch of bodies of these little green creatures everywhere, but there's a whole bunch of live ones still in the ship. They are part of the capture team. A bunch of these creatures got away, but they end up shooting in one, and it left green phosphorescent blood. Okay. Well, what does that sound like?
1: Green phosphorescent blood?
0: Yeah. Predator.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: But... He made this official report three years before the movie Predator came out.
1: Oh, so... Okay, so what if this was the precursor to kind of... Predator's another soft disclosure thing? Yeah. I'm telling you, this story goes everywhere. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know it had... Oh. I do believe that Hollywood, you know, hides everything. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is yeah, it's perfect for Predator.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he... Uh, this also... Says the bodies that they did recover were shipped to Roosevelt Road Naval Station and then shipped back to the U.S. Because mm. there are U.S. navals there are U.S. Ba- army bases there, naval bases in Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico, everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a U.S. territory. Yeah, I mean of course we're gonna have all of our stuff there, everywhere. We have it in every other country in the world, just about.
0: But yeah, there's a lot of reports of this crash that happened, hmm. and there's some reports saying they were chupacabra-like creatures. Uh, so this unnamed military officer. Describe the creatures like a chupacabra before the chupacabra was a
1: thing. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, that, I mean, it adds to some credibility to the story, I guess.
0: And Puerto Rico is one of the top UFO observing spots in the world.
1: Now, that I didn't know. And it
0: is the capital for USO sightings.
1: I did. Oh, what are submerged objects?
0: There is tons and tons and tons of UFO activity around Puerto Rico constantly. Hmm.
1: Did not know that.
0: Yeah. And some people think it's because of SETI. Hmm.
1: Well, there's also correlation.
0: Yeah, there's also the what we'll talk about here in a bit. A bunch of underground military bases, <laughs> and Puerto Rico is pretty much hollow.
1: Why am I not surprised?
0: It's almost all a giant cave system. Why am I not and surprised here? The public is banned from entering. Oh. Nobody has gone in the caves of Puerto Rico in over a hundred years.
1: See, red flags, red flags. But we'll get to that.
0: See, I told you. <sighs> We even got to your buddy.
1: It's a wormhole. Oh, so it's an underground cave creature. No. Okay, darn it.
0: Maybe. But before we go any further, I want to talk about El Yunque National Rainforest. This is the only tropical rainforest that belongs to the National Forest Service of the U.S., hmm. with almost 29,000 acres. It is one of the smallest in the territory extension, but it has the most biological diversity. Of any national or national rainforest, or any national forest.
1: more than Tennessee.
0: Yes, total. Dang. Tennessee has the most amphibians and fish. Okay, not the most mammals. Okay, and birds. There's a lot of birds. Oh my gosh, the list of birds in this rainforest was crazy. Is sandhill crane
1: on that list? Yes. Oh, I knew it. He's coming back. Don't worry. Is that the one you were talking nope. about? Oh, okay.
0: See, I'm this. I love the I, the Puerto Rican They're Great. Yeah. Uh, but no, this. So what that basically means is this has incredible biodiversity. And they are constantly discovering new species. Mm. They just discovered this past year, 2022, like eight birds, a bunch of amphibians. That's
1: crazy on this little island. Uh,
0: A lot of stuff in there is venomous.
1: Okay. It's
0: hard. there's not been much encroachment on the rainforest in in like the last 300 years. Because if you go in there, you will pick up something that will kill you.
1: Mm. I don't know. And the
0: roving packs of jungle dogs will eat you.
1: You need one of those giant uh, – in the new Jurassic Park movies, the big ball that like rolls around, the hamster wheel for yeah, humans. Yeah, you, you need that in there. Yeah. Until that- you fall into a hole,
0: <laughs> and then you're like – chupacabras are climbing over the glass. Like, That'd be a great documentary. <laughs> but, yeah, I want to just go over some species of note. Uh, mammals first. The bat biodiversity – ...is amazing. Okay. They have some of the largest non-African flying fruit bats on the planet.
1: Like that one we thought was the Jersey Devil? What's yeah. that called? A hammerhead bat. Hammerhead is, bat.
0: They're from Africa, but... Oh, they, they are. There's other giant fruiting bats in uh, the LUNK National Rainforest. Okay. Um, and there's plenty of little bats and vampire bats. There are actual vampire bats here. Um, feral cats, feral dogs, uh, a lot of bats, mice, rats... Small Indian mongoose is an invasive species that has taken. It started with twelve individuals and exploded. Mm, Now they are a problem. (laughs) They
1: will come back later. Okay, giant mongoose. Wink, wink. Uh,
0: Birds. I'm trying to pull out any note. Uh, There's a tons. Oh my gosh, tons. Green beaked herons are quite large. Um, I'm trying to find your sandhill crane. There's some cockatoos.
1: Some big ones? hmm I don't like those birds. Screech owls. Ooh.
0: I think cockatoos are invasive because I think cockatoos are from Australia. Okay. Uh, a lot of hawks, pigeons, a lot of tiny honks, night herons, and a lot of dove species. Okay. A lot of snakes and lizards. Uh, but some of the coolest snakes on the planet live in Puerto Rico, including the common worm snake, the common blind snake, uh, the wetlands blind snake, like so. These are little tiny like snakes that you can't see their eyes, and some of these species actually have scales over their eyes. Hmm. Are they like cave snakes? No, they live in the gr- dirt. Oh, they just the, in the underground. La- the worm snake literally looks like an earthworm. Oh, nice. Same size,
1: but it's a snake.
0: Yeah. Amphibians, they're almost all one family of frog. Oh, okay. And it's the corky, the corky. Yeah. It's almost spelled like the dog. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Corky. Uh, But there's hundreds. All right. 100 species of them.
1: Are Um, they poisonous?
0: uh, All amphibians are poisonous. But I don't think there's anything like poison dart frogs or nothing like that. Yeah. The only frog that's not the only frog, but the main frog that's not in that family group is there is a North American bullfrog, which is invasive.
1: Mm Okay. Fish species. Ooh, your favorite.
0: Yeah. American eels, big mouth sleeper, fathead minnow, which is invasive. Guppies, green swordtails, mountain mullets, which you know you know what a mullet is, right? Yeah. The ocean fish? Yep. These are ones that literally climb all the way up in the mountains in these little streams. Oh, nice. Okay. They're really cool. bunch of gobies, fat sleepers, sliding cheek sleepers, big red calf, or crayfish, and a lot of shrimp, and freshwater crabs.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Landed vertebrates, flannel moth, flower fly, ground beetles, little fire ants, which are worse than big fire ants because you can't kill them with your hand, <laughs> uh, velvet worms,
1: Oh. Are native. To Puerto Rico? Yes. No way.
0: Giant walking sticks and whiptail scorpions.
1: Oh, I've seen them before. Mm-hmm. I used to have one. Yeah. So
0: yeah, Puerto Rico has an amazing biodiversity.
1: Um, You haven't named, is there like a big predator? Like what's the big predator in Puerto Rico? Like bigger creature. It,
0: pretty much dogs. But there's no native giant predator. It's going to be a reptile. One of the snakes. There's tons of snake species. Okay, so that's. Lizards. It'd like... probably be more lizards.
1: Filling that niche,
0: yeah. Uh, the invasive species are quite high. Pigs, mongoose, uh, a couple of species of birds like rock pigeons, uh, which can cause food poisoning and other toxoplasticity
1: diseases. Ew. dirty birds!
0: Green iguanas are their big problem right now. Uh, or not? Just invasives are a real big threat. Uh, invasives are probably wiping out four to five undocumented species in Puerto Rico every year. Mm, okay like species we don't even know exist or being wiped off the planet due to the invasives in yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Island ecosystems are incredibly delicate.
1: As you say, vulnerable. Yeah.
0: Uh, to, But it's, it's, it's just crazy. So that's pretty much all for the main story. I know I didn't, we literally, there was like 150 cases we could have gone into. Yeah, yeah. But I think most of the time should be spent on the explanations.
1: Oh, for sure. Because this can go any which way. Like, I think we're, we're already like an hour in. Yeah. Dang, well, uh, I definitely have my thoughts. I think I know what some of this stuff might be or is.
0: An hour or two. Do you want to split it into two episodes, if we can? So, ah, let's just make it a big one. Okay. Season two or three. Season three opener. Yeah. Let's just go for it.
1: Yeah. Send it. Full send. We
0: just gave somebody a heart attack. <laughs> they're going to have to wait another week.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. We need to know.
0: All right. Explanations. Santa Maria.
1: Okay, here we go. This is a
0: religion uh, is that it, involves a lot of sacrifice. So is
1: it like voodoo?
0: No, I'm not like a religious quite. expert. Okay. And I really hate blaming religions for anything. Yeah. But Santa Maria is known for a lot of really brutal livestock, livestock sacrifices
1: and even attempted people sacrifices. So it's like ritual stuff? Yeah. Okay. Which is
0: fine. You know.
1: Oh yeah, we don't judge nobody.
0: Yeah, Abrahamic religions, which I, you know, we're a part of, sacrificed animals for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever. The problem is, is Santa Maria uses a lot of other people's animals.
1: Oh, okay, not their own.
0: That's where things get tricky because if you come into my house and try to sacrifice one of my chickens,
1: yeah, you try to sacrifice my dog. I will kill you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Your
0: sacrifice will not work very efficiently.
1: No, you will be sacrificed.
0: Uh, But no, so the problem with this in Santa Maria in Puerto Rico is a lot of people got caught doing this, stealing other people's livestock for mm. sacrifice or sacrificing them on the properties that the animals belong to. Okay. So like breaking into your yard and then sacrificing your chickens in your backyard.
1: Yeah, right in front of you.
0: Like that happened a lot. They even arrested some Santa Maria uh, practicers mm. that omitted to going to areas with reported chupacabra attacks so they wouldn't get caught and admitted to spreading chupacabra rumors so they could work in an area more efficiently. And not, yes, yeah.
1: not have to face the... Yeah,
0: they had like a dozen people admit that.
1: Interesting. So, so it was a story they were giving out for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean... They, they got caught doing it. Th- and like they were there ta- was one guy, and them don't name names. We don't name names on this show for mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But there was one guy that literally was going to like grocery stores, like Ah, oh, Chupacabra got my chickens last night, and going around telling everybody and mm. he didn't even have any, any animals. They were just planting stories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it was a trained thing. Yeah. Okay. So this
0: happened semi-frequently. Hmm. Uh, what do you think about that
1: one? Well, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that. Obviously if you're gonna be doing it, you're gonna to have to need a way to cover your tracks. So there you go. that easy way to do it. I know, like But it also gives credence to like them that actually being a thing before they were doing that as well, too. Yeah. You know, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless they were doing it all along and then they just made up the Chupacabra story, but someone had to have seen something for it to take hold somewhere.
0: All right. The next one. C P
1: R C. C P R C
0: Can you guess what it stands for?
1: I don't know. You want me to give you the first
0: word? Sure. Caribbean.
1: Caribbean. Pirate.
0: Ooh. I don't know. Caribbean Primate Research Center.
1: Oh, okay. I was close.
0: The Caribbean Primate Research Center <laughs> is a small island <laughs> offshore of the main por- of Main Puerto Rico, but not that big of a distance. Okay. Just like here in the U.S., bum, 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 Plum Island, Ooh. or Three Mile Island, mm. or any of these really bad areas. Because it's
1: the same thing. Which is where all the ticks come from.
0: Mm -hmm. So it has been active since the 1930s. So really predating any real Chupacabra or any Puerto Rican vampire stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had a group of 10 Reese's monkeys escape the lab on the island. And they're still on the island. And there's over 2,000 of them on this little island. So now it's called Monkey Island.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Uh, They can't catch all the Reese's monkeys. The Reese's monkeys actually made it to shore and are now a very big invasive problem. In, on Puerto Rico. yeah. And here's the thing. rhesus monkeys are not that big.
1: No, they're not. They're small little guys. Yeah. Are these the guys in, like in India? Are they from there? I don't know. Okay.
0: I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. I know that's weird for me, but I don't.
1: I'm just trying to think of the, the monkeys. They're like, like two-pound monkeys. That run the towns and stuff. Yeah, these are like...
0: Yeah, they, yeah. it's those kind
1: of monkeys. Okay. Yeah, they...
0: Yes, so they were brought there for a research uh, they were doing everything from AIDS research to like all kinds of all kinds of various stuff but Reese's monkeys got out and are now everywhere on Puerto Rico
1: that's not good
0: there's no native as far as I know from my research there's no native monkeys to Puerto Rico And now there's monkeys everywhere
1: wasn't it just a couple of years ago there was a truck transporting those monkeys in Pennsylvania and it yeah, and,
0: and they had to kill them all because they were all carrying very, very bad diseases. Did they kill them all? Yes, they had to. No,
1: did they actually catch and kill them all? Uh, hopefully, mm. they
0: were very serious about it. it oh was, yeah, it wasn't like a cover up thing. Like they were like going through people's yards and shooting monkeys. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Why well, even have this stuff going on in the first place? Why well, transport
0: them on a major road? <sighs>
1: I can't stand. I can't Anyways, stand any of this. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for so, another show. Yes, yeah, so they were doing all
0: kinds of disease research on these monkeys. But as far as we know, they never had any bigger species, but we'll get to that. Okay. Mostly worked with the small guys. Uh, but like I said, they made it to the mainland. They have, uh, There's a really big local rumor that they do experiments on monkeys. They've seen hairless monkeys. They've seen monkeys that look like they have
1: scales. Yeah. They've
0: seen s- monkeys that look like they have scales.
1: I know what you're talking about. <laughs> wink,
0: wink, nudge, nudge.
1: That's what I think it is. Uh, anyways, they... They have all
0: these really disease-ridden animals, mm. and they escape pretty regularly. Mm. This is not a
1: really good research institute. Sounds like it,
0: as far as I can tell. Yeah, and maybe they've made some great break, you know, great breakthroughs, but they lose a lot of animals.
1: Yeah, just... you know, Plum
0: Island lost a tick. I get that. You know, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. These are monkeys. Yeah, these are the size of
1: cats. You might want to beef up your, you know, your barbed wire fence. Imagine, fund. yeah, I mean.
0: If it gets outside the building, yeah, you're not going to catch it. I agree with that. Like, yeah. You're not catching a monkey. But
1: keep it in the walls. You, you can keep it in the cage. Right, exactly. Padlock.
0: But anyways, uh, there's a lot of rumors that they're doing all these crazy experiments, and the U.S. government was involved. The U.S. government ships have been seen going back and forth to the island. Uh, I think pretty much the official story right now is that they're just resupplying, you know, helping out, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the side story is claiming that uh, they've been researching them to create monkey super weapons and that they may have had some bigger animals.
1: Mm. So hybrids. Like what? Like what do you mean? Like they're making monkey super Like, genetically,
0: like I wouldn't say hybridization specifically, but genetically altering and training these animals. Uh, we'll get to it, but Puerto Rico is the capital of where the U.S. tests random stuff on civilians. Mm. You think it's bad here in the U.S.? Uh, we'll talk about Ancient Orange here in a bit. Okay. Uh, We tried to melt Puerto Rico, and they couldn't do anything about it.
1: That's why there's probably two class people. Ones they keep super poor, and the ones they can't touch.
0: So about 10 miles away from this lab, in 1987, a woman was walking, and she heard a a big, big pig going nuts, freaking out, just just screaming. So she runs over the hill, because somebody's livestock is getting murdered. Yeah. And she sees six rhesus monkeys keep in mind these are cat sized monkeys mm-hmm. murdering this pig like two three hundred pound pig dang and then guess where they were biting it right in the neck yep they were trying to bite through its neck and they kept, and they have two big long fangs mm. and they're biting biting and they're biting on the back of the head
1: mm, like the peacocks yeah
0: so they're keep they're going for these target areas on this large animal. They know. Yeah. And the other monkeys, so there's like two or three biting it, and then the rest of them were running keeping the pig running. So it couldn't focus on fighting off the ones that were going for its vitals. Right, exactly. Uh but then the lady scared off the monkeys. Literally the second the monkey seen the lady they took
1: off. Mm, like they know humans are bad. Yeah. Like they were experimenting on them.
0: Well that or remember mm. the earlier chupacabra stories. Right, yeah. Every time the chupacabra gets caught by a person
1: it's runs. It runs. Yeah. Like that because they know humans are bad, like, yeah. They were experimented on, yeah. These are experiments, I'm convinced.
0: Well, there's some better ones later, but okay. But I'm just saying, yeah. So, there's all this stuff with the monkeys. I definitely think the chupacabra could be a very messed up group of primates. Mm-hmm. Uh, primates are very intelligent. This creature that was seen, remember from some of the earlier stories, was opening doors, yeah, intelligent, was very intelligent getting in the chicken It Did not pins. look like a monkey. I'll yeah. give him that from the but a very very messed up monkey. Uh some of these smaller species of monkey have gigantic eyes.
1: Yeah. Oh um, yeah. It's the red ones though. It's just like
0: in the red eyes will pop up later again and again and again. Okay. But, you know, who knows what the red
1: eyes are. We don't. Yeah.
0: But who we could have installed night vision into these monkeys.
1: Right, exactly. It could be blood vessels or something. I don't know. Who knows what there's.
0: So what are you thinking about the monkey?
1: Well, I, I believe—I if I believe in the U.S. doing experiments, especially like—
0: Well, don't worry. That's not the only one on here for the yeah. U.S. doing experiments.
1: Yeah. Well, I just think they definitely are, and—well, we know they are. We know they're doing—and for what reasons? I mean, we kind of got to peek behind the curtain in 2020 with all that weird biological experiments, you know, leaking or getting out— um, but with that revealed what experience we were doing on animals and things like that, too, with the beagles and stuff, like information that came out. We know they're doing experiments and who knows how long, but why not do it on an island, you know, on U.S. territory, on an island? Who uh, knows what they were actually for doing? For
0: people you really don't care about.
1: Yeah. Like, as far as the don't. U.S. government goes. It's concerned, Yeah, they don't care about them. Uh, and if you,
0: think, um, if you think we're wrong in that statement— I will tell you about agent orange and stuff like that later from yeah. Puerto Rico for the US government. Well, they do not. They don't care even, about at least in this time frame we're talking about. Or
1: mm, well, even in the modern times. There's that story that came out or that From Puerto Rico? From Puerto Rico the like how our government treats them is um when during when COVID and all that stuff was going on, they shipped all that water to Puerto Rico and then Puerto Rico's like, you know, Our president's not doing anything for us. You know, he's not shipping us. We don't have any water. We have no clean drinking water. Turns out they had like pallets and pallets and pallets loaded uh, tons of water. They let sit on an airstrip, you know, but they pretended they didn't have it just for political gain. Like, they don't care. They don't care about actually helping people. Never have.
0: So what is your vote on the
1: bunkie? 100% a possibility. Okay. 100%.
0: So, so far we got Santa Maria and... Genetically engineered monkeys mm-hmm. that escaped. Yeah, and but, but but that may sound. We know the monkeys escaped. Yes. We know a bunch of monkeys escaped this facility. Yes, there's still monkeys to this day swimming to the mainland from this island. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, like so, you can
0: literally stand on the beach and watch monkeys swim from the island.
1: So I think very much these things could be. Some accounts, especially the things dying. The only thing is, like the monkeys suck blood. I don't know. Like
0: no, so I don't. Once again, I, the blood-sucking aspect may not be... They'll lap up blood and stuff like that, sure. Yeah. But I, I think it's more of the faint marks and the areas the animals were attacked Yes. are vital areas. It takes a very smart predator of a very small stature to target those areas. Right. You have a very small animal that's trying to take down a much bigger animal due to not being in their natural habitat, stuff like that. The mm-hmm. food sources they normally exploit aren't present, so they've they got to get risky. We see that with all animals all the time. When they get hungry yeah. and they're not in their natural habitat, they'll get risky. Yep. Because it's the they don't know what they're doing, as no. in
1: they don't know the area. Right, like, exactly. So they're doing what they can do. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, next one. Aliens. These creatures are actually the escapees from their the UFO crashes. Yeah. And they could be intelligent passengers or they could be what we would consider like their version of dogs or organic like organic robots or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, that's what
1: gonna say biological drones or something. Yeah.
0: So There's plenty of evidence suggesting that a UFO did crash. Nick Redfern even found the impact crater. Dang. He's got pictures with it, everything. It's cool. Something hit there hard.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, hmm, what are the odds that... What if... Okay, what if we're creating these creatures, these drones, and we're the ones that launch them to crash on purpose so they would escape from a UFO-type vehicle? I don't know. Could have just been launched out of a big slingshot and just meant to crash there
0: so uh ryan from appalachian intelligence i was listening they just did a roswell thing uh-huh and he just made a statement saying that what if the roswell crash was one of the ufos we got from antarctica yeah and we weren't we didn't really know how to fly it back and it crashed because we were flying it really bad mm. could be so what if this is one of those yeah oh, i yeah. to fly another one back
1: but loaded with these creatures well, they, yeah
0: yeah Mm. Who knows? I don't know. This is a weird one. This one has a lot of collabor Oh, my gosh.
1: Cooperations?
0: Yes. Uh, with MUFON and eyewitnesses, Nick Redfern's own research. Like, mm-hmm. it all comes together for this one. I do believe whatever UFOs are, at least for the most part, one of them did hit the ground here. Yeah, okay. Whether they have anything to really do with the Chupacabra, mm-hmm. all these things happened so far.
1: And this that satellite dish type telescope thing could have just if these crafts actually fly or I don't know, could have got disturbed by all those waves. Sure. And just, I don't know, rotted its system and it crashed it, which is why there could be multiple crashes there. I don't know. Could no. it degradate there?
0: So aliens, yerne or alien drones
1: go at 60% possible. I don't know. So what are you rating them all?
0: What are you rating Santa Maria?
1: I think, I think, so I think they all could have happened. I think all these could play a part in it.
0: I'm I'm pretty much there with you so far. Yeah. Alien the alien ones probably the one I don't really think happened. Yeah. I do think the UFO crashed there. Right. Yeah. I just think it happened to crash in an area with cryptids. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they I don't think Chupacabra has anything to do with the UFO.
1: You don't think they were piloting this no. thing and it popped out? No.
0: I'm pretty sure these things aren't that intelligent.
1: And uh, yeah, unless there's just ended up in a some sort of ball of energy or they all got trapped in and they got launched here. <laughs> Which is what we drew in from the Dark Overlord. Yeah, if we drew them in like Howard the S... Howard... Howard the S. I'm sorry. Howard the Duck style um, in his, you know, in that soft disclosure Were you going
0: to say season three or what? I
1: don't know what I was going to (laughs) say. Howard the Duck... um, I don't know what I was going to say, but something like the Howard the Duck style. (laughs) They got pulled here, and that vessel they got pulled here through, like maybe that's the energy beam we sent out sent out and it collected all them on an accident and it pulled them back in this giant ball of energy and then when it hit the ground it crashed and burst open and they all yeah. shot out a
0: bunch of green hamsters pour out into the jungle
1: yes exactly
0: are you ready for the next one
1: yeah oh yeah the tasmanian tiger okay tasmanian tiger Is this the stripe thing? No, that's the thylacine. It's the same thing. Oh, it is the same thing? The thylacine is a Tasmanian tiger. Okay.
0: You want more information, I'm guessing?
1: I guess so, because...
0: No, so it said that uh, the government at this time, in the 80s, was experimenting with their own private breeding collection of thylac... Oh, my gosh. Tasmanian tigers. Uh, They were trying to make them into, like, super government dogs, replacing dogs. They had a much... uh, they didn't have a harder bite, but they had a better bite. They had more stamina. Uh, they could actually stand up and hop like a kangaroo. Okay. Um, a lot of the chupacabra on force stands up and will hop a little bit and get back down. Big black eyes, lung, thick tail. I don't believe this one whatsoever, just so everybody knows. But it gets said a lot that the government just released the tri- the, t- the Tasmanian Tigers onto Puerto Rico to experiment to see if they could do their recon, if they could work, mm. and they didn't. And they just disappeared. Like they're still living. They just took off and like, okay, we're gonna live here now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because it
0: is kind of similar to some other homes in Tasmania. Okay. And we already know how secretive. I mean, listen back to season two. I believe it was somewhere we did the Tasmanian tiger, but how secretive they are.
1: Camp. Yes. How recluse they can be. And and... have
0: this kind of jungle. Yeah. You know, they could disappear. They mostly ate ate birds. Remember when we talked about it? Mm -hmm. And the island is literally full of ground-dwelling birds.
1: Which makes sense. Yeah, it fits that niche. Um. Yeah, the only way I would say this could be one of them is if it was like they are—they're hybridizing. Maybe that and these monkeys together.
0: <laughs> no, but it's like if it was. First off, how was it opening doors? They didn't have hands. Second off, monkey
1: hands. They would have just eaten the birds. The monkey hands, monkey brains, thylacine mouth. There we go. The
0: thylacine mouth is
1: bigger than most of the chickens.
0: That's the other thing is everybody's like they have the big long canines. For puncturing. Hmm. Like, they freaking their jaw could swallow the whole chicken. chicken yeah, didn't Why are matter. they puncturing the neck? Just eat the chicken.
1: It's the monkey brain in them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's what I had to, I see it, it popped up, I had to throw it on here.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't. I this have, is a zero percent. Yeah, I'll put this one out. Negative
0: two percent. Okay. Whatever is below zero.
1: I think that fits.
0: Okay. Just other basic government experiments. Uh, This is some kind of test they're running. It could be, anything uh like I just had this in general because it's so we tested super agent Orange on the Puerto Rican public without them knowing Gosh, we literally dumped it from planes
1: over them yeah
0: oh yeah we killed a lot of people with super agent Orange in Puerto Rico awful before, like during and before world War- or before Vietnam War uh we did all kinds of other like all kinds of like fire f- flash tests like mm. we've been just screwing around with Puerto Rico for a long time
1: awful people doing awful things.
0: Mm-hmm. So I just have that as a basic thing. It's some other government test we can't really think of because it's, you know, it's just a little... The amount of stuff they could be doing is just so dramatic. Right. So I just kind of have this out there.
1: When when one of the known ones is dropping Agent Orange on people... Imagine super! What, super Agent Orange. Imagine what we don't know we're actually doing. Like, man. Well, aren't they disclosing? Why if they're disclosing is, that... Why is it
0: raining... High C,
1: yeah, acid. Why is it raining High C? Where is my skin going? Yeah, why is my face melting off?
0: Yeah, so what do you think about that one?
1: What do you mean, as far as
0: just do you? What are you what you what you you've been putting a, a percentage rating?
1: What of plausibility of just government experiments yeah. in general? Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I am putting this one.
0: 100%. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. Here
0: is your guy. So this creature was seen in congruence with chupacabra attacks, been seen all over Puerto Rico over three to four decades, can be quite large and ferocious in his own right. The bat squatch. He's back. He's back, baby. Bat squatch. It's bat squatch. Chupacabra's bat squatch. Hmm. Now, does that sound weird? A little bit. So Anne, a woman, uh, stated in nineteen seventy five her village had a bunch of dead dogs, but uh, they found something really strange about the bodies. The bones and the skulls were missing. Like almost like the skin, the meat and the organs was ripped away from the skeleton. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, it's super weird, but there's documentation to prove that, she, like in the newspapers around the time, yeah. that this was happening. Uh, she witnessed a five foot tall, bat like creature, highly muscular, walking out. Uh, one night she was coming home on the path. It was walking out in front of her. It looked at her, it had glowing red eyes. It opened to giant wings, fifteen foot each, thirty foot diameter. Dang. And just took off. And she just kept saying, The creature's so muscular. This five foot tall one was seen quite often in the years leading after or the years after nineteen seventy five in this little village in Puerto Rico. Okay. But in nineteen eighty five, a four foot tall, much weaker, much skinnier creature of the same type of scene, it did have the glowing red eyes, very bat like, almost bat monkey like. Uh but it was seen dragging its wings, and it was seen by witnesses. It just kind of looked at them and kept walking in a straight line. Mm. It never flew.
1: Could have been a different creature altogether, though. Yeah,
0: probably the same species. It really seemed like the same thing, but very sickly. Yeah. Not doing very hot.
1: I was just going to say maybe just some giant bat, normal bat species.
0: But in nineteen sixty or 1996, a giant bat-like creature was attacking people. Uh, that lived around an abandoned sugar mine. They actually burnt down the sugar mine to get rid of the creature. Mm, did it work? Yeah, they left. Okay, they, they just uh, this giant bat-like creature. And Puerto Rico does have giant bats, but no carnivorous, no blood suckers. They're all fruit bats.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Hmm. Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch was seen in Puerto Rico at the same time of the attacks.
1: Interesting. Attacking people. And we do know that the one stuff, some of them were shredded. And when Batsquatch was attacking that one dude under his car, it was it had its claws kind of yeah. things, like trying to shred him. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So what if it's a giant Batsquatch vampire bat?
1: Could be. It could be. Maybe, see, here's the thing with all these. I think there's a lot of different things I told you, going on. Puerto
0: Rico was is a weird place. It's, yeah. it's tropical Ohio.
1: I like it. I need to do more. I need to go to Puerto Rico. I
0: know you did not see why I'm so much trouble research in this episode. Yeah, because literally every time I'd research something, another rabbit hole would pop up.
1: Hmm. So bat squatch could be a possibility on this one.
0: So let's rewind to bat squatch for a minute. Yeah. What? So Mount St. Helens destroyed the cave system we think bat squatch lived in. Yeah. Other places where bat squatch was seen had other mass cave systems. Just, yeah. I want to talk about the caves for just a second. Under Puerto Rico, the whole freaking island's hollow. There are at least eleven caverns. And what that means is these gigantic void
1: spaces Mm -hmm.
0: underground, at least 11 that are mapped from above ground uh, LIDAR.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Uh, Nobody's been allowed in the Puerto Rican cases for over 100 years. That's weird. Like, it's really weird. It's super strict to who's like, even any kind of research can be going into them. It's extremely weird. There are hundreds of miles of caves Mm. in Puerto Rico.
1: Let's start a a petition.
0: No, I don't want to get shot. That's why. It w- so, what if it's one of these cave creatures that are doing this? Uh, Bat Squatch included is one of these. You know, we think Bat Squatch mostly lived in the cave system. Yeah. Even like the Van Meter Visitor came cave out of a system. cave system. Hmm? But the Dover Demon, all these other, long time ago, all these weird cave creatures coming up and feeding and going back down, it could be a myriad of cryptids that mm-hmm. are living in this gigantic cave system that looks like it may be connected to the U.S. cave system also.
1: Which would not be surprised.
0: Uh, it's all underground. It doesn't matter. It's under the water table. Mm-hmm.
1: And is, I mean, Gulf Mexico, is that, like, not too relatively deep? I have no idea. And, uh, around the edge isn't. Right, yeah, exactly. So it could... Yeah. It could, there could be a cave from Florida to Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, I am i don't doubt it, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cave creatures. No, I'm. But it was just weird because I was trying to research the caves, and the more I did, the more there's nothing.
1: Hmm. Suspicious. It is. It really is. So I
0: I normally don't go with you on those kind of things. But it is. But this one is really weird.
1: I mean, all of our listeners, if you're just, if you're bored, you know, do a little poking around about the Puerto Rican cave system, go in them. Take pictures yeah, for us. See if we can get some answers here. See do, we... a live,
0: do a live stream on the Facebook page. We
1: need some national pressure, you know. Like to... I'm
0: breaking into a Puerto Rican cave.
1: See what kind of attention it the gets.
0: Bat Squatch and the Dover Demon and the Frogmen are down there
1: <laughs> playing cards. Like,
0: ah, and then they eat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, so what do you think, Bat Squatch?
1: I'll put this one up. Some of the accounts could be this.
0: What if the Puerto Puerto Rican chupacabra, the little one we see, Mm -hmm. is a baby bat squatch before it gets its wings. You ever seen baby bats? They look like maggots.
1: Mm. Maybe. What if this is a breeding ground? There you go. That's not what I think it is, though.
0: (laughs) So what about, here you go, Jay. Caves. Who else loves caves? Reptiles. Specifically, salamanders. Oh, those
1: aren't reptiles. <sighs> I don't know. Uh,
0: reptilians.
1: I was going to say it. That's what I was alluding to. But I didn't know if you were going there. Yeah.
0: Reptilians. Uh, some people think this is a baby reptilian or this is just some other type of reptilian. Mm-hmm. The amount of UFO activity, mm-hmm. this could be them checking in on study, making sure they're not finding stuff. Uh, and they just, you know, reptilians are known for aggressive hunting behavior.
1: Reptilians could have built sa- that big satellite dish they could have telescope they could have had a part in play and playing. you know keeping to, it up to beam in puerto their...
0: rico would be a perfect place to keep an eye on it too
1: oh i've got
0: underneath the cave systems like
1: it living mm-hmm. like the amount of access
0: like room you have mm-hmm.
1: i think i got a theory what is it what's going on now
0: okay i got i got uh three more oh gosh i told you this is going to be the longest part
1: well then i'm gonna tell you my theory because it tells you three reptilians so there's reptilians living underground. This is just like one of their home bases, you know, one of their one of their homesteads they got. So what they're doing is they they're hybridizing themselves with human beings, the ones that are still around here. And I've seen like weird videos of like potentially, I don't know if they're a reptilian or not, but it's these little baby human slash babies that look like reptiles with big red eyes, like like the babies. It's weird. But what if they are? breeding here are trying to hybridize themselves here get a foothold here and then they built this giant satellite dish or use human beings manipulate them you know with mind speak or whatever they can do build this giant satellite homing device tractor beam thing and they're then they're sucking in their uh, relatives or their species beings from different dimensions and bringing them here to this island to they use their dna to create more of a population i don't know that's what's going on, something like that. Hmm. So all of these are just at least the ones with the red eyes, the little guys with the quills on their back, humanoid reptilians attempting a attempting their population, you know, uprising, uprising. Yeah, this is where their home, one of their home bases is. Flood the caves. I think you got it. Flood I, the caves. I think you
0: nailed it. No, don't flood the
1: caves. Flood them. Stanley
0: Gasters live down there.
1: Flood them. <laughs> Build big fires, burn them.
0: Oh, side tangent, real quick. We haven't done one in a while. This episode because this episode's so heavy. Yeah, listen to the conventional confessionals. They did a re-release episode like he does with this. The reptilians in the cave. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. You should definitely everybody should check it out. I mean, we love Tony. Tony has an amazing show. That's obviously why he's one of the biggest podcasts in our field. But they talked about like it goes into great detail how the underground society works with all the different types of creature that live down there mm. but the witches what this little boy was describing the witness is witches they rode on big slimy dragons that could
1: fly snalligasters that's what i was
0: thinking the whole time i heard it is that i wonder if it's actually like they're using some of the creatures that are native down there
1: yeah mm. that is a side tangent and a wormhole and I'm all on board for it. I just
0: saying. I just thought it was neat that it just. I don't know. Some things sometimes dots connect. That's I know how that's, we do it. So, to MUFON, the Mufon. My my next one, Mufon vampire. Okay. But the actual vampire that the guys from Mufon, the guys from SETI were seeing and stuff like that. I kind of skipped over it, but the one the cows were dying. There was actually Mufon investigators in the area at the time that documented that as well. Hmm. So there was a bunch of uh, collaborating evidence. An actual vampire. Like, an actual, whatever vampires are, like the got the human. Right. The human like things. Okay. Okay. Like, so. let's say there's a population of actual vampires in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. They're not just people who practice Santa Maria. They're not animal attacks. They're actually people going out and drinking blood. Right. Or these yeah. people like things. Right, yeah. What do you think of that?
1: I guess you can't rule anything out. I don't know how much I believe in vampires, but you believe rule. in
0: reptilians but you don't believe in vampires come exactly, on
1: exactly yeah i can't rule it out it's a possibility i'm going to puerto rico with a silver stake in my hand though that's werewolves no werewolves is a silver bullet i thought
0: yeah vampires gotta be wood steak. wooden stake
1: wooden stake so just a stake in general Like right. you'd
0: stab him in the heart nothing would happen you'd be like what's happening
1: well, I think a silver stake would still do the job. No, it had to be
0: a wooden stake, because you can stab him in the heart, but they will regenerate.
1: Oh, so it has to be wood.
0: I I don't. I, it's something with old witch tales, or old wives' tales, I can't
1: remember. It's got to be your bowl. What? It's from Tommy Boy. Oh, I was like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about?
0: <laughs> no, uh, second to last one I have for you tonight is an unknown animal of the jungle. And by this, I'm specifically saying an undocumented species that may be present and the the rainforest there. It's a great rainforest, super huge biodiversity. The amount of species that are endemic to this island are crazy. Out of the 300 uh, families of trees on the planet, there's only 300 families of trees. Mm -hmm. 18 of them are only endemic to Puerto Rico.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: So Puerto Rico not only has a bunch of protected species, they have a bunch of endemic species. That means they're only found on Puerto Rico. Only there, yeah. So let's say this is just a really recluse animal, like how the trilocene is in Australia. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a misunderstood animal. It's really recluse. And it sure, it, it kills chickens, but raccoons kill chickens, possums kill chickens, mm-hmm. coyotes kill chickens. It doesn't mean anything. anything it doesn't mean they're evil. Chicken. Yeah. You know, they kill livestock, but everything kills livestock because it's easy prey.
1: Raccoons are evil. Yeah.
0: Hi, uh, yes, the coon, yeah, we can uh, get those guys up here. <laughs> but anyways, it's could just be a medium sized, and I say medium sized because most reports say it's four foot long when it's crawling, and it's only three foot tall when it's standing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not a big animal. No,
0: it's a medium sized monkey.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can't rule that out. You can't. It could be a. Like I said earlier, I asked like, where's the, uh, the predator speed, like the top apex predator. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it's, and it may be a reptile. So there are some very active reptiles, and that could be that could be the reptilian skin. Yeah. Uh, it could be some kind of land terrestrial bird, and we could be seeing a really... So the alhul is a bird down there in Puerto Rico. Everybody see it, the lizard-faced owls. Mm. They got the gigantic black eyes, the big wide mouths. Okay. They have the raised, they're, they're raised feathers on the back of their head and stuff like that. They look freaky. You don't realize you're looking at a bird because their beak is so small. It almost looks like lips. Yeah. Okay. So what if it's a predatory bird? That's crawling around like a ground dwelling owl or, you know, I don't know something.
1: Yeah, we don't know.
0: It's just I that option to me remains one of the biggest
1: as a wide open one. Yeah,
0: it's a undocumented species. Because yeah. the stuff the Puerto Rican chupacabra did specifically what we're talking calling the chupacabra, not the other things we've talked about, but specifically the Puerto Rican chupacabra are not
1: out of this world. It's some, it has some...
0: It was freaky looking. Like, yeah. Sure, some of the stories said it had glowing eyes, but I don't know if I ever... I don't ever know if that's somebody exaggerating a story and somebody was so freaked out mm-hmm. that we talked about that earlier with your brain yeah. will do this stuff to your your memories. It'll change them mm-hmm. to help you exaggerate, n- not purposely exaggerate, but to exaggerate danger so you don't get in those situations again. That fear, yeah. yeah. So what if that's an afterthought or what if that's because it's such a religious country? It's a demon, so it had glowing red eyes. Right, yeah. The af- you know, that afterthought. It could just be another animal that occasionally kills chickens and looks freaky. Mm-hmm. But literally, a lot of animals in this plant look freaky. Exactly,
1: yeah. Could be a giant velvet worm.
0: A giant velvet worm. There we go. You heard it here first. The chupacabra is a giant velvet, velvet worm. worm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for my final one? Yes. An invasive species, but oh. specifically, so Puerto Rico is, has a big problem with invasive species, mm-hmm. but there is one that really sticks out.
1: Oh, it's a sandhill crane. No.
0: Oh, dang it. Uh, he, I didn't even have him on this list at all. <laughs> no. There's one species that very sticks out. When I was just looking at the species list that were found there, I read it. It would be the mongoose. Oh. the small Indian mongoose. Okay. Which can still get 26 to 27 inches long. And like a pound, uh, these creatures have five long, uh, long toes with claws. Sexes do differ with size a little bit. Males having a wider head and bigger bodies. Um, you can do, you can kind of distinguish them. They have. There's a bunch of other cousins of this mongoose in India. This was brought over by ten animals to control rats on one
1: farm. Okay,
0: and they quickly became a problem.
1: Oh, okay. These
0: are wiping out species by the dozen. Yeah, poor, that's we go. not good. Uh, they're mostly known as eating insects, small reptiles, and fish, but these guys are on the National Invasive Species Watch List, mm. as they are famous for getting into an area and destroying populations of animals.
1: Where, uh, when did they come in? Like 18... Oh.
0: Like 1870.
1: So it was early. The guy didn't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. They Nobody knew nothing. Yeah. Literally, they had, a, uh, they had a, uh, an Indian rat problem, so they brought an Indian mongoose.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: I mean... It made sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. You but know. just bring one. Well, he brought 10. It's not a yeah. lot. Don't you don't realize that they can breed. have, uh, they breed 18 times a year. <sighs> it's like rabbits. No, the, well, I have it. Uh, let's
1: see. 18 times a year.
0: No, they breed eight times a year.
1: That's still a lot.
0: Having up to 18 pups in some cases.
1: Dang. Oh, yeah. So they can multiply fast.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, these guys in non-native habitats, in native habitats, they pretty much never mess with livestock. Mm. They're not known for—but musculids, which is their family group, weasels, mongoose, that, those kind of animals, can kill prey much, much larger than themselves. Yeah, they're mean. Uh, and they're famous for biting on the neck, the nose, and the back of the head. Mm. I had I lost a whole bunch of chickens that just had the back of their skulls bitten off like by p- mongoose. Like the peacocks. Or not mongoose, by, goose, by
1: uh, mink. By m- oh, minks are mean, too.
0: So what they'll do is they're also known as access killers. They'll kill everything just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. When they get into an area— They'll just kill it all. And they'll take what they want.
1: Is that like the guy that will use the minks and stuff to catch those rats like on you ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They'll go into every little hole and chase Pull these out, rats. Yeah, they'll keep kill- killing them. Yeah. They
0: just they they're hyper carnivores. So they just keep killing. So these guys, like I say, in India don't really do that. They are famous for killing livestock outside of their natural range. Gotcha. Mostly focusing on birds and rabbits. But have been known to attack small goats and such. Okay. This is who the Chupacabra is, in my opinion. Hmm. For the most likely candidate, and I think most of the things we just went over, do play a part in the Chupacabra legend. Story, yeah, yeah. I think the most of the kills associated with the Chupacabra fall on the small Indian mongoose, a very big invasive species there in India that has, or not India, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico, that has had very little research done on its actual impacts on the environment in Puerto Rico.
1: I could see this as a, like a, you know, uh, what's what's the best way to put it like a real li- world life biological explanation yeah for something we know that exists and we know that is there
0: and it's causing we know it's causing problems exactly we know it, and it it's a super invasive animal they're very secretive too a lot of times you won't see them mm-hmm. they'll come into a barn in like uh where was it one like in some parts of africa and they'll clear out a barn they'll kill everything in that barn and you'll never you never knew what happened mm. they have brown coarse fur
1: ooh like that was caught in the Yes. Okay.
0: But yeah, so that's just pretty much it. I think a lot of the other, I don't. So let me go back over the the all the explanations real quick. Yeah. Just the title Santa Maria. Yes, some of them were. Part of we this. We have some. We have documentation saying yes, there were people practicing Santa Maria that were spreading rumors of chupacabra, so they could kill other people's livestock unabated. The monkeys, the CPRC, the Caribbean Primate Research Center. Yes, they're a problem. Yes, monkeys got off there. We do know they were experimenting on monkeys, but what end is what we don't know. Yes. Aliens. I do believe there was a UFO crash. I believe it was 88 when we were talking about it. Uh, There's plenty of documentation, both by UFO and non-UFO entities, saying there was something hit the ground there. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. I Personally, I don't think Chupacabras came pouring out of it. I think it was just something hit the ground really hard. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd be on board with that.
0: Tasmanian tiger, the Tasmanian tiger being used as a government experiment on Puerto Rico. Yeah, I don't think whatsoever.
1: Yeah, thumbs down for me.
0: Uh, just basic government experiments, sir. Bat right. squatch
1: could be a, a small sliver.
0: I don't think it has anything to do with chupacabra. I just think
1: bat squatch was seen there. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of bat squatch in Puerto Rico. Yes. Reptilians, a reptilian baby.
1: Yes, I think a hundred percent could be part of it too some of it not all of it but some of it
0: other cave critters
1: same thing very that's probably even more of a possibility than any of them
0: mufon vampire
1: that one i just guess i don't understand as well but yeah yeah could be
0: and then unknown forest species
1: right the same thing as the almost the same vein as this cave creature
0: and then the mongoose
1: which very well could be a big sliver of a lot of these.
0: I think most of your actual chupacabra killings, yeah, can be put under the mongoose and the monkey and the monkey. Because we we have documented you know, there's monkeys ganging up on this two to three hundred pound pig. Six cats. Imagine six house cats trying to kill a two to three hundred pound pig. I would. Doing it.
1: Actually doing it. That's the thing. I was going to say, I'd like to kind of see it, but I i would feel bad for the pig. I wouldn't want to actually see it. I would want to actually see it, but I'd feel bad watching it. So
0: do you think there's a Puerto Rican chupacabra out there? Do you think this little three-foot-tall reptilian-looking quilled-back creature exists?
1: Yes, I do. Why? Because people had witnessed it. And I just think it's—there's enough witnesses, I'd say, to say that part does exist. I would agree. I would say yes. So let's take
0: all the Chupacabra attacks out, because I really don't think most of the Chupacabra attacks have anything to do with the Chupacabra. So,
1: and and I'm—yeah, I'm, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Could be the mongoose. It could be any of them. Anything that— Anything, anything kills chickens! Yes, anything. I was going to say, I'm only referring to the accounts where an actual uh, creature, creature was, was seen, seen. Not like the aftermath. I think that was attributed to
0: the chupacabra, as in how it stands. That creature is real. Yes. I think it is not an alien. It is either a cave creature or an undiscovered species that lives on an island.
1: Or a reptilian.
0: I, don't, I personally don't think so. Not saying there's not reptilians there. I do. But I think it is either an undiscovered native species or it's a part of the cave ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It kind of has Dover demon vibes a little bit.
1: I was going to say that too. But you know, it, it
0: fits that narrative. These giant eyes. Yeah,
1: the discri- yeah, that's the part that got me. And you know, just in the relative same size, um, it's just those didn't seem as aggressive or those didn't seem as deadly as these.
0: They don't seem very aggressive. What I mean, think of every time they seen true a chupacabra towards humans. They're not. It was either running away from people mm-hmm. or killing birds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seems so innocent.
0: I mean, seriously, it does true though. Like, what was it doing when they seen the physical creature that made you think monster? Besides its looks.
1: Yeah. But there's... Basically,
0: it. I mean, goblin sharks look horrifying, and they don't do anything to anybody.
1: Right. They're monsters.
0: But they're they're nothing. They'll,
1: They'll bite your cheeks off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: It will. Anyways. Convinced.
0: I do think that this is either a native species or a cave creature. I think the caves in this planet have so much undocumented. I don't believe in the hollow earth. As far as the earth is, like, empty, I yeah. do believe in the I believe in the mantle. I believe in the, the core and stuff like that. Just because of the electromagnetic field, it makes sense. I do believe, though, there are these mass, and I mean mass areas
1: of mm-hmm. pockets. It's like Swiss cheese. Yeah.
0: yeah. The crust. Yeah. Which is still 11 miles
1: thick. I thought it was, like, 20. I think it's
0: 11. It may be 20. I don't know. I think it's 11.
1: It's, it's thick, though.
0: Yeah. So you have 11 miles of just like interweaving caves and volcanic tubes and all this stuff mm-hmm. yeah oh we why would we think that life that's the life that has shoved its way in great diversity in every other pocket yes of this planet why it wouldn't take
1: advantage of these things we already know it would
0: but this island puerto rico has probably one of the most impressive close surface cave systems on the planet that we don't get to get into for I couldn't find one reason besides
1: safety. Right. Why not? Yeah. It doesn't make sense.
0: I didn't, and I couldn't really find a lot of reasons how this cave system was formed either. You know, it's, it's.
1: So call your local, you know, representative, your local politician, see if we can get some, you know, uh, draft work written up, you know, to get some cave experiment uh, research done. And maybe they'll send uh, cryptos of the corn down there to do the front and center research, you know? You will not get me in that cave. Shoot, why not? You scared? You scared of caves? I don't like caves. I'll do it. You be my call guy on the outside. You know why
0: I don't like caves? Tie the rope. I love the biodiversity in caves. Me and Emily went into caves on our, our last trip down to Tennessee. Yeah. The Tuscaloosa Caves or whatever. Seen salamanders. There's a lot of salamanders in that cave. Ooh. I don't like caves because if you get stuck in there, you got to think about how you're going to die for a long time.
1: <laughs> well, send me in then.
0: Like see, That's why it really freaks me out because it's like, if this thing falls... If... Right, but I'm gonna sit in here for two to three weeks in the pitch black. That freaks me out. I don't like pitch black. Yeah, it freaks me out. I guess sitting here for two to three weeks and think about me starving to death.
1: That would be so bad.
0: It would be. That's probably the worst way to die.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess buried. It's almost like being buried alive. At least you can move.
0: That's worse. I think I could. I think I could. I don't know. To me, because other things can move. Yeah, that's right. And you start hearing. That mean I can still. Throw, start hearing.
1: I can still throw a punch.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter when it's an eight-foot-tall
1: reptilian coming out of the darkness with glowing red eyes. Well, if I can't see it, I'm still punching at it.
0: But yeah, so what? What's your final thoughts on the Puerto Rican chupacabra?
1: Well, I definitely think you're onto something with the mongoose. You know, especially when people don't actually see it, and then that one case where they found the fur associated. Um, but i do think it's like some sort of some of the accounts i think they're doing experiments there a lot that we're not privy to and there can be some human hybrid stuff going on that i'm just not a fan of or hope's not happening but i think is happening and could involve reptilian type creatures or things in that vein i'm leaning towards something like that and and could also be an undisclosed cave creature we just don't know about i'm I could lean towards that, too, because we just know there's so much down there that we don't know about or it's not documented. What? How can you say yes or no to any of that?
0: All right. so I'm putting on that I 100% believe the Puerto Rican Chupacabra was real, is real, in its current state. I do not think it's responsible for about 98% of the attacks. It's like it's accused of. Yeah. I don't... I think it was in a time... When a lot of livestock was dying in general, mm-hmm. and livestock is very important, to especially poorer communities, mm-hmm. so it hit home really hard. Yeah, and now they had a freaky creature that was seen in the same area, so you could really you have you have your monster to attack.
1: Exactly, you got to put a, you something to associate it with all the killings and all the deaths.
0: Once again, it's not the same thing as the U.S. chupacabra,
1: right? Different different thing.
0: Same name, different thing. Yep, the U.S. one is the one that kills a lot of
1: goats. The dog like creature.
0: We've almost this episode's almost two hours long.
1: Dang, it's a good season opener.
0: Good season opener. Once again, guys, thank you for your support. Yep. We love each and every one of you. We greatly appreciate it. Uh the Very amount grateful of, the amount of growth, the amount of popularity
1: we have is Oops. all thanks to you guys for yeah. real.
0: It's unreal. It's really unreal. Yeah, it is. Um, did you ever think we'd be speakers at conferences?
1: Not in my lifetime.
0: Like we'd be getting invited onto shows across the planet. No. <laughs> I not at it's, all. It's crazy. So thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to keep turning out the content for you. We hope you enjoyed the season three opener. Uh, I hope you like how we did it. I know it probably wasn't what some people were expecting because we didn't really focus that heavily on the actual Chupacabra sightings. I did the the, the four or five really famous ones. Mm-hmm. but A lot of them was like, yeah, I seen a, a green shadow running in the back of the barn. Yeah. And I had a bunch of dead chickens.
1: A little different. Yeah. Not much to go on there.
0: Right. I think the, the explanations was the part. Yeah. It was really fun. I had fun doing it. All right. I've been the great and powerful mystery, And I've been uh, Season 3 J. And we'll let the end of the outro take care of the rest. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn Podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review, and remember... There is always extra content on Patreon slash Cripps of the Corn
1: dot com. And don't forget, stay magical.